Tiffany Moore. This is a show, More Than You Can Chew, a podcast that I created, I don't know how long ago. I think it was 13 years ago. I don't know. But here we go. This is going to be the first episode that I'm not reading books or talking about the shift feels a little weird to like go back to just talking about my normal everyday life but here we go it's monday it's fucking cold as shit outside i'm freezing and to be completely honest with you i was had every intention of having meaningless sex today and i know i haven't been talking about uh, my personal life as much in this second season. Um, go, go back and listen. If you're a new listener, I know we have a new, lot of new listeners in Spain. Go, go back and, and listen to the, the previous episodes about um, what happened to this feed and what happened to all my episodes. And I was, I was, so I was going to have some meaningless sex today. And as you know, I've been celibate for a very long time. I, I, I can't keep track anymore. I, I The last time I had sex was, I, I just looked it up, July of this year. I had sex twice this year. And the year before that, I had sex, um, I don't know, but it wasn't a lot. It was maybe more than two times. But, uh, uh, so I've had sex two times this year, and this year's about to wrap up. And that's kind of fucking weird to think about. And in the previous year, I had sex literally maybe a little more than two times. Um, 
so much of life, I think, is just comparing yourself to other people. Where other people are at as 41-year-old women. What their lives look like in comparison to my own. In, in comparison to my own. And the truth is, I just don't derive a lot of pleasure from meaningless sex. And I never have. Uh, I don't derive a lot of pleasure from sex in general, if I'm being completely honest. That's why it's been so easy to cut out of my life. But there is something to being desired. There is something there. My ego, as much as I want to talk about ego death and all the weird changes I've experienced, your ego is, has to be a part of you. Like it has to be cognizant. It has to be somehow ingrained in your everyday existence or else like there's no meaning in anything. If you completely detach from your ego, it's a very, very, very scary place to be in. And you can do that through mushroom trips, through LSD, through things like that. You can have those experiences and it can be very freeing. And at the same time, when you quote unquote wake up, you know, people throw this term around waking up and it, it, it has so many different meanings to so many different people, but it's just like, Becoming aware of the machine that is like society, economy, this visual representation of what our minds are projecting, like this physical reality. It's a fucking machine. And we are workers of the machine. No matter what you're doing, like you're adding to it, you're, 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 whatever you're portraying through your mind is like adding to this machine. So... Uh, whatever, I'm not going to get into all that, but I'm just saying like, it's very difficult even like as enlightened and as spiritual as you want to get to completely never ever give in to egoic temptation or desires is damn near impossible unless you're a fucking Buddhist or something. And even then there's this desire, you know, there's just like this, this, the fact that, you know, you can go as deep as like the fact that you wish you didn't have desire, that's a desire, you know, like you can't get around this ego thing. And I've worked incredibly hard the past few years to make sure that I am never seeking any kind of outside validation that like whatever validation I need, I can find within myself. And whenever I'm just feeling really great about things and really good about my life, usually like that's when the texts start coming in. You know what I mean? From like just people that I've known, people who, you know, want a piece of me, want some part of me again, will just suddenly show up into my life. And I'll admit like not dating or trying to have anything sexual wise or relationship wise with anybody for the past couple of years has been extremely fulfilling and has taught me a lot about myself and has given me this space to really learn about myself. But at the same time, 
it's made me really aware of myself and it's given me, like, you know what I mean? Like it's this double-edged sword of like, where it, it's, it's hard to explain because now I understand my worth on a level that is, and I get frustrated with this too, because I think that I, I've seen a lot of women take this to such an extreme, like I deserve, you know, people at my feet just because I'm alive and breathing. You know what I mean? Like you can see all of this, everything like gets taken out of proportion at some point, but there is a level of fuckery that I just can't play with anymore when it comes to like dating or that whole scene. Like I just don't even want to invest myself in it because I usually know it's going to be a letdown. And even when I did give in um, earlier this year in July when I had sex twice, it was with a guy that it was really fun to, you know, be flirting with someone through text and like have this thing to be looking forward to. And like we went on a date and it was a really cute date and our, our chemistry matched and we had a really good time together. But the sex, <laughs> like young guys, like guys in their late twenties, early thirties, who are usually a magnet to me, they start off with like the fucking jackhammer when they start fucking. And it's like, bro, like we have time. Like, you have nothing to prove here. Like, but he was fucking me so hard, so fast, like right off the bat. Like, I'm more of a like, work your way into it. I like sex to be a long, like, I would like it to last all day if I could, like an entire weekend. If I, if it's with a good, like someone that you're compatible with and understands you sexually and what you like and is actually open to like exploring that in a woman, it can be a really satisfying experience. But when you come in just fucking jackhammering my pussy, it's like, bro, work up to that. Like, work up to that. I don't understand. But like these younger guys, they all come in with a jackhammer pussy or dick. And so he's just going. And like, we had a few beers, you know what I mean? So I was like kind of giving him a little bit of a leeway because I was like, oh, like maybe we're a little too tipsy and he's just like trying to prove, I don't know. So he's fucking me so hard and I haven't been fucked in so long that like I'm, pr I'm pretty fucking moist, you know, I am, I'm like, I, I am, uh, I, I am drowning in a sea of pleasure in my vagina just because it's, it's being touched. But it's so slippery down there that he doesn't realize, like I'm lying on the bed on my back and I have my feet up and I'm kind of like at the edge, just like scooted to the edge of the bed and he has my legs up over behind me and he's just like jackhammering me. So it's so slippery that he's jackhammering my pussy and then all of a sudden, boom, it slips into my fucking asshole. And it was so painful. It was so fucking pain. It just <laughs> like, f 
fuck coffee. If you want a wake up call, like just get fucked in the ass in the morning because it was just so, I enjoy being fucked in the ass. I enjoy anal. I'm, I'm all for that kind of stuff. But anyone who enjoys anal knows that it's a, it's a process getting there. You don't just go in, you just, you don't just jackhammer an asshole, sir. You do not jackhammer an asshole. And the way he was just like, whoops, like <laughs> I literally like sprung forth, you know, <laughs> I thought I was on the ceiling at this point when I finally came to and realized what happened. And I was just like, you need to give me a minute, like you get off me. <laughs> you need to give me a minute. My asshole has just been fully penetrated by your cock with absolutely zero warning, like fucking back off. And he was like, oh. he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, well, this is like, don't come in jackhammering like that. Like men, please, please take this as a warning. Like, so, I mean, we, we had sex again, but, and then the second time I went to have sex with him was later in the week. I went to his place and it was like, Jesus Christ, this guy has like a roommate and <laughs> you just see like, that's why I don't like going to guys places. Like I, I would rather like meet at a hotel or have them come here where I'm like in, in my own comfort space. When I see what your bedroom looks like and you have a roommate and like you have things every like I'm just like, I don't want to be a mother. I don't want to be a mother. And he was just so relaxed and casual, like done trying, completely done trying because it's just like, he already banged me. So why would he even attempt to make an effort anymore? And I just hate that. I hate, I hate the comfortability. I want it to feel like a honeymoon phase all the time, no matter who I'm with, no matter what I'm doing. I want it to always feel like a honeymoon phase. I never want to feel like complacent in anything. And a lot of people think that's impossible, but I don't know. I don't think it's um, totally impossible. I think it's just, you've only been with people who have made you feel like that. I think it's totally possible to always feel like, even when you're fighting, you know what I mean? Even when things are dull and like nothing's really going on, you can still like, if you're with the right person, I think you can like always make it an experience. I don't know. That's just me. So I was like, this is the, like literally the second time we're hanging out and it's already way too comfortable. Like we're already boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, no, this, this is done. Like this was supposed to be sexy and, you know, make me feel vibrant. And it's just like, we're having sex, like and your roommate is in the other room. I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't doing it for me anymore. Um, so those are the two times I had sex this year to put everything in perspective. Did it fix anything? I don't know what it would fix. Um, but it was a nice reprieve and it kind of just like knocked me back into, you know, like this isn't for me though. Like I don't really like the casual sex, but there are times when your body is craving such a release that you know, you don't always know exactly how to get that release. So, you know, this guy that I was going to fuck today was just coming on really, really strong, like would not leave me alone. We never met in real life. Um, he lives in Baltimore. He's like a, he's got a public 
profile. He's got like a professional public profile online. Like you could Google him and see um, a, a professional profile. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got a status. It's not like any, anyone you would know by name, but he has like a status, a reputation, whatever. And he was he does a lot of business in Pittsburgh. So I met him on some dating app earlier in the year. I want to say like April, maybe. And he was already heading back to Baltimore when um, we started talking on the app. But we sexted back and forth, like on and off. And the chemistry was always really good. And like, he, it was something where it's like, if we had sex one time, it would probably be pretty good. Like you can kind of like gauge that from texting with someone. And I was just in this really weird place right now where I, I just, it, I, I, I'm, I'm in this space where like, none, none of this seems like, like the life, <laughs> this experience doesn't feel like suitable for humans anymore. I don't know how else to say it. It just feels so fucking bizarre and so warped and it only continues to get more bizarre and more warped. And the fact that everyone just acts like it's normal and that we should just keep working and we should just like keep doing what we, it's really fucking baffling to me. And I just see things so much differently now. I understand things so much differently now and I'm just in a very weird space with it all, you know, and you just, you just always find yourself like coming back into this space. And it was a nice distraction to have someone desiring me on such a level of like, you know, just being so, so, so persistent. And so I gave into it, you know, and, and I was sexting with him for a couple weeks and he was like, Hey, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh, you know, like, we should hang out and finally do this. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? Like, maybe this is exactly what I need right now. You know, maybe I just need this kind of like distraction and and I can kind of get lost in this. I don't know that that was the intention, but I, I just, I don't know what I was looking for, honestly. And it just kind of fell into my lap. So I was like, maybe I'm supposed to do this. And then just as easily like, nothing even specific it was just like none of neither of us were like really really pushing to make it happen today we both said agreed upon today at a specific time but when it came down to it like he kind of pushed but I don't know it, it just didn't feel like it, it was adding up to me and I was kind of weighing it out and it was like if it doesn't happen, is it going to be like, am I going to be upset in any kind of way? And the answer to that is no, because I don't, there's no attachment to fucking anything at this point for me. And if there is, it's for a very limited amount of time. So if I get attached to like this feeling of desire and, and, and this feeling of being wanted you know, it just doesn't really last very long because it just doesn't fulfill me in the same way that it used to, the way I used to like really, really have to have 
men desire me and the way I had to have like feel valuable in this way and the way that like having validation from men was the only validation I, I needed in any life. You know what I mean? Like that's all that fucking mattered to me. And now that's completely flipped on its head and it's totally different. And I, the desire to even have sex is just like, but at what cost? You know, like if I say I don't want to do this, you know what I mean? Like I just feel like it just, it just, when it came down to it, like the day before yesterday, and I'm really, really thinking about like letting this stranger into my space and like trying to have sex with someone, you know, where a lot of my sexual desire comes from like banter and joking around with someone. Whereas like just purely sexting someone, I don't, it just doesn't really do it for me when it comes to sex. Like it's fun in the moment and it can get you off or whatever, but like if I'm gonna have sex at this point, like I want it to be fucking good. I want it to be really good. I want it to be worth my time. I want it to be worth my energy. And that's it. Like I'm not looking for a husband or anything. Like I just want the sex to be like respectful and you know, I'm not being forced to do anything I don't want to do and I'm not like made to feel like shit if I choose not to do something that I don't want to do that just doesn't align with like what gives me pleasure. And a lot of times with meaningless sex, like casual hookups, there isn't a lot of that communication. And a lot of people aren't getting their needs met and it it just creates this. So I knew that it was just like, if I'm, if I don't feel bad, if I don't have sex today, if it doesn't like affect me at all, then did I really want it in the first place? Or am I just kind of like, Ooh, someone's pushing so hard to like have my attention, you know? And that feeds my ego. And that's really it when it comes down to it at the end of the day, like I'm not in any way seeking any kind of relationship or sexual relationship or anything. It's just like, if that happens to work out, that's fine. So didn't have sex today. Um, <laughs> big shock to nobody. So the, the other thing that's just really bothering me right now is, um, just, just, just existing, just existing in whatever the fuck this is, whatever reality this is, I feel like I'm almost completely subscribed to complete absurdism, not nihilism, but, but just absurdism where I, I don't think it's, it can't be healthy for any of us to be existing in this environment, wherever we are on earth. Like to know, like so many people, I, I criticize America endlessly on so many different things, on so many different politics and procedures. And that's my right to do that. But the general consensus of anyone who doesn't agree with you is like, well, just move. And that's so easy. And that's such a privileged response to think that anybody living in America just has this 
opportunity to pick up everything and just move like anyone is that financially stable like anybody is in that kind of you know predicament where they could just get up and move and yeah that would be fucking great I really don't want to live in America I really don't but I don't know where I would go at this point and leaving America doesn't fucking solve anything it doesn't solve anything like all of this bullshit corrupt atrocious, just atrocious, disgusting, ridiculous shit that we are involved in as Americans would still exist even if I moved. Like, it's like running away from your problems. Your problems meet you wherever you are. Like, you can only run for so long before your problems keep showing up. And yeah, maybe I could get out of the immediate environment of what America portrays, but you could never escape it. You could never actually escape it because you would always know deep down what America stands for, what America has done to its people, like what America has done to its other, all, like so many people that America has affected in, in horrible fucking disgusting ways. So fuck off with your move already. Like fuck off with that answer. I'm just so, I'm frustrated that the people in power act like they don't have any control over anything. I'm frustrated that the spiritual community, which I've come to be like really at least like educated and informed by in my experience with the shift is quiet on so many of these subjects because it's just like, oh, well, you got to like raise the vibration and like you can't let yourself you know, get down in those steps. And that's just really frustrating to me. It's like, well, then who the fuck is going to do it? Like, who's going to fight for these people? Who's going to be the voice for these people? Like, there's an answer for everything, you know, like, no matter what, there's an answer for everything, because everybody has to justify whatever the fuck they're doing in their own little lives. You have to find ways to sleep at night. You have to find ways to look at yourself in the mirror. You have to find ways to like face your kids when they're asking you these really difficult questions about life and reflect upon your own childhood and how you know, like fucking beautiful it was just to be a child and how innocent you were and how you didn't understand like any of this corrupt shit at all and you could just fucking ride your bike and like <laughs> I'm getting really personal here of my own childhood but it was just before any of this complexity came in and to say like it doesn't affect your relationships or when people tell me they're not political it's just like fuck off we're all political we're all political. Like everything is political. Every fucking thing, school, work, like everything is political. Everything. Just because it doesn't come down to like Democrat or Republican, everything is political. Every fucking thing on this planet is political. To say you're not political is just saying like you don't care enough to really look into the subjects about what's happening. That's, that's how you come off to me. But listen... This is not supposed to be a rant because I go back and forth all the time with this frustration of I'm supposed to be this light for other people and I can't be like weighed down in 
all of this negativity and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? That you hear in the spiritual community, it's always like, rise above it, rise above it, rise above it. You know, like you have to be the light for other people. And it's like, well, who's in the trenches? Like, who's praying for Satan? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who, like, who's praying for Satan? Seriously. Who, who is praying for like these people, these incredibly fucking corrupt people that I... I don't know. My thoughts are still very, like, all over the place. But I just feel like we should not be... I feel like life is toxic. I really do. Life is toxic. And I was in a Saturday or whatever. I went out to do the rideshare gig. And I was just like... I, I was going to start bawling at the drop of a pin and I could feel it and I didn't realize it until I was like out actually driving and I picked up my first passengers and um they didn't speak English thank god because I was just like I don't think I could have talked I was couldn't hold back my tears as I was just driving them to their destination I was just crying up front they couldn't tell but I was crying and I just felt very emotional and I'm not even like on my luteal phase of my period. I'm just very emotional anymore these days. Like I cry a lot and I picked this guy up um, in a bad part of town and he was quiet for like the first five minutes of the ride and he was like, I'm so happy, you know, um, we were able to give out 150 turkeys to needy families from, you know, my church. Like, that's what we were doing all morning in, in that part of town. Like, we were giving out these 150 free turkeys to people in need. And he's like, you know, we thought it would take all day and it only took an hour. Like, last year we couldn't even get rid of the turkeys. We couldn't give the turkeys away, for, you know. Like, we, we couldn't do anything. Like, it took, it took all day and we still couldn't get rid of the turkeys. And he's like, and this year... They were gone within an hour, like people, you know, and I was just listening to him talk about that. And um, I was just like, you know, so, you know, you do that with your church. Like, do you consider yourself a spiritual person or do you consider yourself more like religious or do you not really identify with either of those? And he kind of laughed and he was like, it's been a journey. You know, he had an accent. I couldn't tell where he was from, but he did have some kind of like maybe like a, I don't, I don't want to even guess, but he had some kind of accent that made it kind of difficult to understand him, but I knew what he was saying. And he said, it's been a journey. And he laughed and he said, you know, I, I couldn't, I, I, I don't really know how I would identify, but he said like he, he found his answers in, in going to church. And I, I was just like that, I, I don't I don't know that that's the answer for me or if that's the answer for a lot of people because the difficult part, the most difficult part I find with religion is that, you know, it all comes down to this one book. You know, every religion has their book. And if you're not obeying exactly what is in this book or if you don't believe exactly word for word what is in this book, then you're wrong. And you're so wrong that it's to the point that we could justify executing you. It's to the point that if you don't believe what is in this little book that I believe in, 
you should die, you're wrong, you're the enemy, you need to be literally obliterated from the earth. And not only that in some religions, but you should suffer in the afterlife. Whatever the afterlife is in, in your little book, you should suffer the entire time for the afterlife too because you don't believe. That's what I can't get behind. Like, that's what I don't understand. And it pisses me off because so many times I feel like the fuck what everybody is trying to communicate, what every type of religion is trying to communicate is the same fucking thing. You're all saying the same fucking thing. If you could just shut up and listen, actually listen to what people are saying, y'all are saying the same fucking thing in essence. I mean, if you compare, let's just compare the Bible to like Greek mythology, the stories are fucking exactly the same. The names are different. So many things like we have different names for God and we have different names for these experiences that we have meditation, prayer. We all have these different names, but they're all talking about the same fucking thing. And that's where I, like, I just find this madness within religion because no matter what, I could believe it to the point where I will die on this hill of what I believe happens in the afterlife or how you should live your life or whatever and still have zero, zero, zero reason or uh, um, I would have no, nothing to want anyone else to believe exactly the way I am because what is the fucking point? What is the fucking point if the whole planet believed the exact same religion you do like what do you think is going to happen and you, it just justifies all of this war all of this greed all of this inhumanity it, it justifies because like you can see it in these books like no this is the holy land we're supposed to take it and we're supposed to kill it at any cost you know to have this holy land it's like well okay you believe that in your little book but seriously, like, we're going to make the entire... It's just maddening. It's just maddening. It's absolutely fucking maddening. Religion, it's absolutely fucking maddening. And like I said, there's an answer for anything. There's an answer to justify anything that they're doing. There's always an answer to justify it. And you think, like... Uh, I, 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 I can't imagine that... I just can't imagine ever having the desire to have everybody believe the exact same thing I do. I just cannot fucking fathom it. I can't fathom it. I really, really can't. And to the point of where like you'll justify killing someone. I just can't understand it. And I, I was really like, I just started bawling, like talking to this man. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just in a really emotional space with everything. Like, I feel like I'm never doing enough, but I don't know what more I can be doing. I, I don't know, like, I, I'm not powerful enough to, like, make the changes that I want to make. I feel like I'm fucking up all the time because I can't do these big grand things that I feel like need to be done. And I just feel helpless and, like, I don't know why I'm here, you know? And I was just like, I mean, do you feel like you have a purpose here? And and he's just like, you know, if I died today, I would know that 
I fulfilled my purpose. He's like, I, I don't really know what my purpose is, but if I died today, I knew I, I know I would fulfill it because when you die, that's, you know, you're done. Like you filled whatever purpose you were here to fulfill. And I said, I get that. And I, and I think a lot of times, like we have, you know, small purposes, like consistent little, like everyday things, you know, that, you know, and he was just like, that's, that's the trick. You know, when it, when it all comes down to it, it, it's everything like peace, happiness, joy, understanding, it all resides in the small things. It's the small acts of service and uh, reckoning with that when you see destruction and suffering on such a large scale and you really, really see it, like you really, really see it to the point where like you can't listen to politics, you can't watch the news, like you can't have normal conversations in society because you, you just can't help but see everything that is happening and how fucked up and corrupt it is and how you're just meant to be this cog in the machine and that's like all you're meant to do and i i understand at the same time these small acts of service like i believe creates a ripple effect and you know like it will keep spreading but at what point like at what point does everybody wake up at what point does everybody actually see what's going on and I get it, like, there is this comfort in being ignorant and blissfully unaware and not really digging too far into it and just saying you're not political so you don't really have to, like, understand what's going on. I get it. There's a lot of comfort there. Fuck yeah. Like, that's a sweet spot to be in. But at the same time, I felt like when I was in that place years ago, like everything was predestined for me. I just felt like I had this routine. I had this schedule. Um, everything felt like Groundhog's Day all the time. Like I never really got out of my comfort zone because I was too scared. I was really too scared to like lean into something that just wasn't comfort for me at that point. And it gets all of these lines get so blurred and everything. And I don't know if I'm even making sense at this point. The things that I'm frustrated with, the things that I feel like at the end of the day, like I want to believe protesting helps. I want to believe all this time I've spent calling my reps helps. I want to believe the small acts I'm doing every single day to like try to keep other people in a good place is making a difference. But sometimes I just wonder, like, is it, you know, like, is everything fucking meaningless? <laughs> I always come back to this, like, everything is fucking meaningless. Everything is fucking meaningless. And if you stay in that place too long and you understand all of the chaos that is happening around you by people trying to control the meaninglessness of life, trying to insert their own meaning into it to a point where it's like, no, this is the meaning. And if you don't believe in this specific meaning of what life is, you're wrong and I'm going to kill you. I don't, I don't know. 
I'm really like, I'm really in a weird space today. I probably shouldn't have recorded this, but that's just where I am, you know? And I don't feel like suicidal. I don't feel like I'm going to give up on everything. But there is just always this constant war inside of my head of like, you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to actually change anything. Okay, well, everything comes down to like the small things that you do every single day. It's, it's in the little things. But at the same time, like that, sometimes that doesn't feel fulfilling enough. And that doesn't feel like th that's life. It's a fucking joke, man. It's a joke. It's a complete fucking joke. It is. It's just absurd. It's completely absurd. It's completely absurd. And I want to punch myself in the face for taking it seriously. I want to punch myself in the face when I look out into society and I see these arguments that are happening online right now and listening to what the stupid people are saying because they won't just educate themselves. And it's like, I want to punch myself in the face for caring so much. I want to punch myself in the face for like even fucking giving a shit about this meaningless absurdity. Like you can't help but find absurdity at some point because trying to grapple with reality and actually take it serious is it's not that like that's not conducive. <laughs> that's not that's not for humanity. <laughs> It's not supposed to fucking happen. It's the weirdest time to be alive. Every day gets fucking weirder. And we all keep acting like it's 1990. We all, we all just keep acting like nothing's really happening. And we can hide from it if we just like stay off of social media. Or if we stay off certain forms of social media. And like, oh, this is the, the TikTok is the fucking Antichrist. You know, like it's the weirdest time to be alive. Scientists are expecting singularity to happen by like 2030. It's fucking bizarre to be alive right now. And we're almost all experiencing it completely alone. We're, we're all experiencing it in such a way that like, even if there are people around us, we can't have like regular conversations with them, most of us. And if you can have regular conversations with the fucking craziest thoughts in your head with someone right now, that's, that's beautiful. That's amazing. And they're not running away and they're not calling you crazy and they're not telling you like, you know, you're fucking insane for this. That's great. That's amazing. But a lot of us are just this, experiencing this life alone, even if we have people around us there's just a bunch of us experiencing this life completely alone. And it's not even like there's a loneliness factor in that. It's just what it is, you know? It's just what it is. And I don't know that having anyone besides a microphone to, to say these crazy thoughts into would really help anything. Like, I've gone to fucking talk therapy so many times and I really benefited from trauma therapy, EMDR therapy, and highly fucking benefited from art therapy, which I was not expecting at all. Art therapy was one of the most innovative, amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. And I got things figured out like that. Like it, it took almost no time in art therapy to like figure so much shit out. But I think also a lot of that was due to the EMDR and trauma therapy I had before that. 
but regular talk therapy, I become the therapist every time. Like I, it almost always ends up just like, I don't know why you're here. Like you already have this all figured out in your head. Like, and, and they start talking to me about their lives and what's stressing them out because it's just like, okay, this, this doesn't work. Like the talk therapy doesn't work. So I don't really know that like having someone there to listen to my thoughts would really change anything or even like having validation for how I feel because I know it's fucking crazy. I know life is madness. So what's the point I'm trying to make here? I don't know. This is what the podcast is. It's just, just me talking about things. I I haven't really had a time to di- enough time to digest yet. And so I just put it out for other people to try and digest. And it's just all of these half workings and and stumbling, trying to like find my footing and and it usually ends up there's at least a handful of people who understand what I'm talking about and relate and gain something from it. So that's why you fucking do it. But but in the grand scheme of things, this is all fucking weird. And maybe it is all meaningless. And maybe life only has the meaning that you attach to it. You know, that works for a lot of people. Always thinking and assuming and believing that life is ultimately meaningless could send a lot of people into a dark spiral that they can't return from, you know? Or maybe it can be the clarity you need. But, um, you can't deny it's fucking weird. You sure as hell can't deny that. That's that's where I am. I'm just drowning in the absurdity of it all, trying to secretly understand it and use it in a way that is going to be beneficial for me somehow. So that's it. That's the thoughts in my head today. Could have had sex, didn't. Probably for the best, but uh, (laughs) who knows, you know? There's still a, there's still another month left. What, six weeks left in this year? Maybe I'll have sex for a third time. Who knows? Only time can tell. But again, this has been an episode of More Than You Can Chew, your favorite podcast, your favorite host, Tiffany Moore. Um, I won't be celebrating Thanksgiving this week, but those of you who do have a fucking blast, tell off your racist aunts and uncles just for the hell of it maybe get physical this year who knows it could be fun all right have great holidays everybody and i'll talk to you soon bye